This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, Disability Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I am out of money, Robert. Wow. You just pretty much gave away the whole uh, show there. <laughs> too much, too soon? Too much, too, too soon? Too much, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> How about broke, Robert? Did we go that one? It's, uh, oh, it's... <laughs> man. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, you should have you sold your Enron <clears throat> stocks, man. You should have sold them. <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. So as, as the title of the episode gave away, and as I just gave away as well, um, you know, we're nerds. We do a lot of nerd stuff. We have kids. We do nerd stuff with our kids. And unfortunately, we're just starting to, in a lot of areas, and a lot of people are, I think, getting priced out of being a nerd. It's become an expensive title to carry, right? Like, you, you think... Well, the saying goes, I don't know if it's the saying or a saying, but it's <laughs> hmm. a nerd is a four is a four letter term to describe a six figure income. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally good. missing out on this. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. we even do we're doing a nerd thing right now. Podcasting, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. order to really podcast, like if you watch the, and I'm going to name drop Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to listen to the Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or or any of those guys that have like wildly successful podcasts, they have a team that just mm-hmm. works on the podcast. All right. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. the equipment involved, mixing tables, editing software, the microphones themselves. They actually have in the marketplace now microphones specifically for podcasting oh yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely and of course they are just literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars just just for the mics alone you know yeah and we have a unique situation is we we are a group podcast or a two-person podcast and we hardly ever get to hang out together to do it in advance except for the every once in a where random moment so you know for us it's even more money because when you have two mics and the setup and and it it just gets crazy yeah some of these guys have legit studios also like oh yeah like they have a building where they have a lease they Mm -hmm. have like built out a studio where they have the sound ending stuff I've even seen like husband wife podcasts where they've been so successful podcasting that they've done away with their normal nine to fives, and this right. is all they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, and it and the thing is, is if you look at the marketplace of what nerds are into, and you start pricing out the costs, you start to realize that it's near impossible. Like. A perfect example, something that I'm into right now, obviously, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, is I'm into the Magic the Gathering cards, and it's a collectible field, and, and people do buy and spend a lot of money on it. I have a budget of, like, $15 a month that I can go out and splurge and buy something Magic-related. $15 a month for that, you know, adds up over time, but that doesn't get you a whole heck of a lot. 15 bucks is, like, maybe a 1,000 cards if you're lucky or a portion of it, and you got to, you know, build decks and everything else. And you got to find people to play with and you got to f- figure out the build deck thing and time and money. And it's a great hobby and I love it, but it's, it could be very expensive. It's one of the few that's the least expensive um, to do as a, you know, as a social thing. Uh, 
role-playing games was another cheap-ish one still. So it's not all about oh. being priced out, but... Oh, oh, but the price to get into role-playing in RPGs now? Yeah. Heck. The books... You know, there's the books alone mm-hmm. will start setting you back. Oh, yeah. 30, 40 bucks a pop. I mean, and obviously, of course, we, we, we are... We haven't started talking about the other side of the coin is how do you make these things cheap when they're not cheap, right? How do you cheat the system, if you will? And if- well, I, th- I think I think what's happened is that a lot of that marketing is they start slapping the word collectible on mm-hmm. or they start doing the words limited production. Mm-hmm. Like exactly limited are you talking here? Um, it goes the same with uh, with people in the Star Wars and Star Trek communities, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are very huge. Sim- yeah. You slap you slap the logo on something, and if you make a hundred of them, man, you're talking you know tens of thousands of dollars for that item. Or if if you go into mass production, people like are going to the stores and just buying you know entire like shelves of these things. The pop figures, for instance, right? Oh God, you yeah. know, you know those <laughs> things go for like nine to ten dollars normally, but they release like a rare one that you're dying to have because. You're a nerd and you collect a certain genre, whether it be like I collect, you know, pop figures uh, from horror movies of the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm trying to finish off my collection of DC superhero variants. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It... And before you know it, you're 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 in you're you're like you're one of those people that they take pictures of a room and it's literally covered wall to wall in just like the same thing over and over and over again. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it gets so difficult. It's 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 crazy. It's just crazy um how how much and then you want to collect and you want to get all the things. And you know, Star Trek, Star Wars are perfect high end examples, but you could even go as low end as, you know, finding pogs, for example, which is a weird thing to bring up, but it's just come back as a collectible thing. People yep. are trying to find pogs again. I'm like, what why? Yeah, and you've... they can go for like ten to fifteen dollars per pog, up to like thirty or fifty for the rare ones. I'm like, why? You know, they the other throw the other thing that yeah, exactly they were throwaway things. The other thing are the toys that came in the uh, fast food chain Happy Meals oh, or kids God. meals. Like right. if you had one still in packaging or still one in the box, I don't know who's still keeping those things, right? Yeah, right. But there's a there's a five year old billionaire out there you know that needs that first collection of course like it like it harkens back to something like and i get it there's some people like jay leno his thing is he's a nerd about cars so he has like you know cars that run on uh you know steam mm-hmm. cars that have like turbine engines crazy you know a jet bike you know anything basically in that genre he has to have like a variant or a version of it right oh, or yeah. if not he just he just has one of his minions build one for him, right? Oh, sure. So worst case. So right? yes. <laughs> so I mean, he has the unlimited resource. Same with Adam Carolla. He collects, you know, race cars. You know, he's a race car junkie, a gearhead. So he collects race cars and just stores them in his in his warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. For his own like pleasure and everything else. And not to knock him, but like in order to be in those type of hobbies, you got to have some serious like liquid income there right oh yeah yeah yeah. the just like the guy who uh 
who collected um, basically all everything Darth Vader. Like he just went around the world, like collecting anything that had Darth Vader on it. Yeah, right. I mean, you go and look at Darth Vader type stuff. I mean, and again, how how rare do you want to go? How far back do you want to go? How much collectability do you want to have to it? You know, and yeah. and you can go insane. Talk to these guys. Like I know, I know you remember when uh, Mark Hamill did that show about the ultra collectors and how yes. he had hundreds of pieces of memorabilia. And you're like, I get it. But what happens to the collection? I mean, at the end of the day, at some point, it's just a pile of expensive stuff that you're not using. Well, and, and that's just it. The, and, the, and, and, I've, and I learned this the hard way. Something's value is measured by how much somebody else is willing to buy it. Oh, yeah. There's no real set like value of something. Like, uh, like my dad was telling me, uh, watch the Mark Hamill show. This guy collected vintage toys. And he had these old... Um, like toys that came from Japan that were made after World War II that they're insanely collectible. Oh, yeah. But but they were so poorly made that there's so few of them, which makes them so rare. You know, if you can find one that still runs and you can wind the key in the back and it still moves, it's it, it could be a King's Ransom. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. Easily a good King's Ransom. And, and then you go to the other extreme of it and get away from the physical stuff for a hot minute. And you go into nerd experiences. So the other side oh, yeah. of it is get away from the physical items for a hot minute and say, okay, you're going to go do a nerd thing. So if you're going to do a nerd thing, that usually involves going someplace, right? And you're either okay. going to a movie, which you're not going to get away with these days for less than 50 bucks, or well, you're going to go, you know, big nerd and you're going to go to Universal or Disney. Disneyland, for example, I just saw this article today, just hit over $200 a day. For some experiences, if you do a, if you do like a park hop routine, too, almost two hundred dollars a day to go to the park. Yeah. It's insane. Hey, if, if you're if you're a regular working person that makes anywhere between uh, twenty thousand and forty thousand dollars a year, a two hundred dollar day experience per person, you can't take your family. No, it's insane. You can't take your family. Yeah. yeah. So movies if, are being if, priced out of. I mean, it's everything. Well, keep in mind this: if you're a Star Wars nerd like I am. Mm-hmm. And the last movie comes out, and you know they tell you this is it. This is the last movie. You know, here's a special package for two hundred and ninety nine dollars, and this ticket will give you access to a movie theater to see all the movies in order, and it includes a ticket to see the new movie. Three hundred I mean... bucks, three hundred dollars for that experience. If you want, like the the uh to include food tack on an extra hundred bucks oh yeah easily and they'll throw in food for you oh yeah easily and and that's insane but again people are doing it Uh, people did it it was very it was it was successful like literally the movie theaters that were offering it i think there were four in the country offering it were sold out and i'm like dear god it's come to that you need to have money to really be a nerd yeah a serious number, a serious amount of now. The other side of the coin, of course, go on. Find a way around to cheat the system. Now, some of this you can cheat the system on a little bit, and some of it you can't. Like going to Disney, there's not really a cheat. Now, there are still like there used to be. I don't think they do them as much anymore. Where you could go to a um, event, like you go to a a uh, what do they call a timeshare thing, and they get you tickets for the theme parks. 
you know, that used to be a big thing in, in the Kissimmee area. You go to Timeshare, they give you the whole experience for one day, and then they give you a one-day pass to the park for free. Doesn't really happen as much anymore, but it used to be a thing. So that really is it kind used of... to be a thing until until like you know the mouse decided to quadruple the price, so that it became worthless for the timeshare people to even bother. It's, exactly, there are discount programs. Like if you become a a uh, Disney Vacation Club member, it gets a little less expensive, but even so, it doesn't really. So gotta hey, if people listen. say, and people say, hey, you you live in Florida, why don't you get one of those things we see on TV on Wheel of Fortune? You know, get an annual pass. I'm like. Yeah, you can get an annual pass. However, a majority of the days are blacked out and weekends, so you mm-hmm. can only go during the week, during the hottest of hot days. Yeah, no, not even, not even. And then you got the whole, well, anyways. So, so that's, <laughs> that's just not going to change. Movies, no. you can get around by going to, if you're going to go to a theater, there are some things. Like, I know that you're part of uh, one particular movie company, or uh, theater, theater group's uh, yes. rewards program. Rewards program. I'm part yes. of a reward program as well. It helps. It's nice, but yeah. it's not like there's one that's out there now that you can get. You pay an annual, you pay a monthly fee, and you get to go see six movies for free or something along those lines. But you have to pay for it monthly, but it's 20 bucks a month. So if you go see two or three movies a month, okay, fair enough. They, You're, they it basically, ends up being okay. Yeah, they basically price it that if you go to the movies three times in a month, it's worth getting like a movie club membership. Sure, which nobody really has time for, but whatever. Yeah. However, if you're going to do the movie thing, they're cheat theirs, of course. There are services that are out there that you can get the movies that are even out in theaters, and you can watch them illegally, of course. That exists, so you can cheat wow. yourself there. We, I mean, we, we don't have... promote that. We're no, we don't saying... promote. We're saying it's illegal, so we're putting that out there, but that is a way around it, unfortunately. You know, and, it's you... The, and it's the interwebs. I mean, after, yeah. after Avengers Endgame came out, someone sent me uh, through Facebook. A link to the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, and so and it's it, it's out there. It's it's it, when there's a will, there's a way. Um, you know, people will find a way to totally, you know, just stick it to the to the big man one time, and that was a win for the little guy. I would say. Sure, sure. I mean, I and you can win, and you can get like the pop figures if you're really collectors. There's people out there that are selling them on cheap, you know, eBay and OfferUp and all the things you can you can hunt. Really hunt, and maybe you'll find some of them cheaper. But again, how about eh. something that's how about something that's very close to us? Over the past seven years, we've seen the prices for going to the conventions go up two and three. Oh fold. God, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I, that's. I realized. I think I realized back in 2014 that I would not be able to afford to go to San Diego to the con. There's just mm. no way. I, yeah. I can't I can't see myself using half an annual salary for one to try to find a room over there for a week, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you do and you want to have that experience, you want to be close to the center. And from my understanding, that's like a couple hundred bucks a night. Oh yeah. And then you if, if you go there, you have to get the tickets, the passes, and all that other stuff. That's another couple hundred bucks, right? Maybe close to a thousand. Yeah, and and you're not just going to go there to walk around. You're going to want to get something, a T-shirt, uh, a toy, a pen, or something. You want to be able to like get some autographs. Some of them charge for autographs. Mm. Yeah, it, because I say now again, there's 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 
some things you can do to make it cheaper. You know, you can get the multi-day pass. You can Uber to and from so you don't have to pay for freaking parking. You know, you can enter into a contest. Some of the contests will pay for you to entry. They'll give you the entry for free if you pay. You know somebody at the convention. You volunteer at the convention. So there are options. But again, realistically, how many people are doing that versus just, you know, you know, basically taking their money, chopping it up into fine dust and snorting it up their nose and accomplishing the same thing. Let's not fool ourselves. I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't know what the numbers are, but I have to say that the San Diego Comic-Con probably brings in as much money as a Super Bowl. Oh, easily. Easily. I, I got to think. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't even imagine how much money they bring in and the celebrity pull and all the rest of it. So it's all there. And it's kind of a, a craziness. So it really, it really depends. It really doesn't matter what you're into because almost everything has some sort of cost to it. So it's really about deciding. And what, what, it, what the point of it all is, is that it ends up being where you choose to limit your nerdom into specific things that you can actually afford to do. Yeah. And you limit yourself. I mean- and you limit your exposure because, you know, you're going to expose yourself to what you can afford to do. And you're going to say, I have X number of dollars to spend on nerdy things. Here's my, here's what I want to start with. And I really am never going to expand on that because I don't have the money. So I think it's limiting at the end of the day. I hope that doesn't prevent people from like, you know, accepting nerd culture. Cause I mean, we took, I think we're part of that group of like generation that said, you know what, that whole nerd thing, you use that word to like bash us and mm-hmm. use it against us and shame us. We're going to embrace it. And we're going to we're gonna say, yeah, we're nerds. And you know what, I think we're okay with that. And here's all this stuff that really is nerdy to do. And you're starting to see like people kind of like accept it. So like people before would say, oh, going to those conventions, that's crazy talk. Now it's like, oh, you go to conventions? How very interesting. Tell me about it, you mm-hmm. know? Right, and they were oh, you go des- to, you go and to they movie were, premieres. And they were desperate at that point to get people to come and be, come and join, come and be one of us. Yeah, you know, like yeah. we need more people, we need more nerds. Come on, guys, come on down. Yeah, I would love to have that all inclusive, like Star Wars experience, like staying at the Star Wars hotel, and then like going to the experience and everything. Like once it's all done, but I saw what what happens when those things come out, those are not aimed at the common man. Those are aimed at like the top earners, you know, that that are going to like really splurge on that experience. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy to think about. And, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's what will end up happening is like so many other things is you're going to end up chasing people away from it because of the cost. I, I think what will happen is it'll become it'll become ho hum again. Mm-hmm. And it'll, that's it'll the fear. Ha- as steep as the as the ascent was, because it really hit monumental peaks in the in the two thousand tens. You know, it, it hit a monumental peak. Oh, it yeah. was on TV. It was in music. It was everywhere. And now that we're in the twenties, I don't know if it's leveling off. Or maybe a little decline. Because now there's like, there's no like, uh, there's no consistent mold of who who is a nerd or what what is a nerd, right? 
Oh yeah, no. Everybody, everybody can, it can be a nerd, and everybody is a nerd if they call themselves one. It's it's gotten, what would you call it, uh, diluted at this point. Yeah. And again, as long as you can afford it, afford it. And again, you know, the minute something becomes expensive, guess what? Everybody who has a little bit of money becomes, and it's like, ooh, those people have money; they're doing it, so it must be cool. So then, all of a sudden, now being a nerd is cool, but not for the right reasons. Yeah, you know, and then all the people are like, "Ooh, well, these guys are buying this stuff. Let's get in on it and you know, bilk them for every cent we can because they're nerds; they don't know any better." So it becomes, I guess, you know, I mean, that's the essence of what commercialism is. You know, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it yeah. becomes commercial. So. Are we at to, the ultimate question? I guess out of this is: Is nerdum or the being a nerd on the downtrend now because it is becoming so mainstream and commercial that being a real nerd has no value anymore? Everybody's doing it, so it doesn't make you anything different. Yeah, it doesn't. You it's know, not special anymore. Exactly. It's like it's like that guy who basically could, if you sat down and talked to him. He could give you the entire uh, Marvel story arc of Black Panther. Mm. You know, he could sit there and tell you, like, here's his arc, you know, all the way through. Here's all the other, like, characters that, of the comics. We used to work with one, you know. He, yeah. He, he knew every character in the Marvel Universe and their backstory. Same with the DC Universe, you know. And he would come up with great, like, you know... Um, he come up with great quips, like when the Wolverine uh, movie first came out, and I asked him, "What do you think of it?" He goes, "You know what? I'm not even going to bother seeing it because you take you take away Wolverine's healing powers, and what you got a hairy guy with claws." Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, man, dude, that's that's pretty much it." Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So obviously. You know whether or not we say that nerddom is on the downtrend and that it's becoming watered down, it does continue on, and there are always new and exciting, well, new and different things that they're trying to promote and make money off of. And the biggest challenge with, it, of course, is because they're watering it down so much that it becomes not what the fans are looking for, and then you get split groups. You know, the true nerds that are still out there are becoming more and more extremists, almost just to kind of proves that they're that they're unique and different than the regular watered down nerds the non-true nerds yeah i mean uh the, this uh this show series uh that disney plus came out with the mandalorian mm-hmm. i mean john favreau probably one of the guys who brought the nerd culture into what we're seeing it now but he was going back into his old toy box and like pulling out all these toys for this show i mean the 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 hunter droid in the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I see it. I'm like, that's IG eighty eight. Everyone's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's probably the least like purchased or least known about like bounty hunter. Like you only saw him staying there. He didn't do anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but then that's the difference, right? It's it's the people that come to the show and like, okay, that was cool. And people are like, no, no, you don't understand why that was cool. Exactly. And that's the level you have to go to now to be considered a nerd versus a, a, I don't know, hanger on. Would that be appropriate term? Uh, I I guess uh, (laughs) uh, just uh, an observer. Yeah, I guess a watcher. I I guess. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how you put it. He was was pulling out all these old toys from Kenner 
that were just like Kenner was just trying to make a buck off of Star Wars. Oh, sure. Like the little transports and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, I remember seeing that. That was something you could buy at Kmart, you know, and, and it carried all it did all you did was just put stormtroopers in it. That's all you did. And it had like wheels on the bottom of it. He brought that thing back. Oh yeah. I mean it was it looked like a it looked like a wedge with like <laughs> six little pockets on the side. And you just shoved the, the things in there. Hey, you know, and those are the things that become iconic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw it in the Mandalorian, I'm like, oh my God, what what is Favreau doing? Is he just like going through his old his old like Christmas toy list or something? And like, yep, I had one of those. We gotta put it in the show. Yeah, I had one of those, let's put it in the show. <laughs> but and you know what? That's what goes to pure love of the nerd. That's what it's all about. You know, yeah, it's, that it's, part I can respect. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difference, I think, between coming commercial and just loving it is you make a show like that and you put all these things in it. And there's other examples out there. Like I just recently watched. Um, what was it? Uh, was it on Netflix, too? I think it was on Netflix. Name dropping. I know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it was the vampire, uh, the, the Bram Stoker's vampire. They put out the new British version of it. And okay. it was a it was the classic tale of Dracula. It was the very old the steam tramp and, 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 and everything like the real classic story, right? It, right. it had a twist. It was actually with Van Helsing. So it, it made it a slight twist to it. It was actually a really interesting story, but you could tell it was a project of love rather than a commercialized. We want to make vampire cool again. No, it was a, I enjoy the original classic story. Still want to give it a little twist, but I still love the concept and I love the idea of it. And that's, what it's really about. Is is the love of it rather than just trying to make a buck off it? And a real nerd, you know, not to put us out there, but a oh, real man. nerd can usually tell the difference between a commercial, really, just to make a dollar, and a that's something that somebody loved making, and that's something that somebody's passionate about. You know, well, and that was one of the criticisms of Justice League was was the crawler. They were like, yeah, clearly they inserted this this. Uh, this device in this movie uh, in a way to sell toys. And mm-hmm. sure enough, there was a toy of the crawler. Oh yeah. Totally impractical. In, oh yeah. In application. No, oh, but yeah. it makes a cool toy. Well, and another example of it too is um, the Harley Quinn movie. Oh yeah. Which, which I said, and I mentioned this, I was like, mm, I am very suspect of this whole thing. I just, I just don't feel that it's something that people are going to be passionate about. And I don't. I think it's a commercial thing. I don't think it's going to be something that's based off of something somebody loves. If somebody really wanted to tell this story, I think it's a commercial enterprise. They're trying to make a Suicide Squad two, and this is their interlude. Eh. And unfortunately, it was so bad and got so little hits. They try to change the name of the movie to improve it. They put Harley Quinn, the 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 whatever the heck, the Birds of Prey. Harley Quinn and the Birds yeah. of Prey. That's not gonna. That's not gonna make anybody want to see it any more than they already have or have not. <laughs> Nobody cared. Nobody cared. But again, it comes back to that concept of love. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The biggest part of all of this is love, right? And. <laughs> I mean, passion, at least, if not love, but at least passion, okay. right? Passion for the topic, which transitions us to the other topic we should talk about. Because you know when this episode's coming out. 
do you? Go on. Go on. It's going to launch on, you know, the day after Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> my least, uh, my least favorite of all the holidays. The the, the, the official card holiday, right? That's what, what is it? Doing. It's the. It's uh. It actually is the most expensive holiday of the calendar year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. of course more, the more one that has spent on, on this yeah. day than any other, and of course the expectations of it if you are in or trying to be in a relationship. Is literally uh, the highest of any of the. Uh, uh, it's it's awful, right? Oh yeah, I when it's disingenuous and you're just doing it just so that way you you don't get in trouble or oh, you yeah. don't have that talk oh. or you don't have to hear for a year of well, all I got this past year was a card and some chocolates. Right. Yeah. You you don't you don't want that. Now, me personally, I have it a little bit higher, um, because for my situation, it's not just Valentine's Day. My right. my significant other. It's also her birthday too. Yeah. So so it's a yeah. double whammy for me. And I know there's others out there. I'm not alone with that either. But it's a hard holiday, and it's hard enough for those who are in a relationship because you know you have the expectations and the blah, blah and all that nonsense. And then it's even harder for those that aren't in a relationship because then yeah, it's see, like, what's wrong with you? Especially this time of year, it makes you feel even worse. Well, the other part of it is like everyone always says, just be genuine. Yeah, I I tried the genuine route, right? Like, hey, it's not about like showering somebody with expensive gifts, although they won't turn it away if you do. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. But like, it's always the thought behind it. And I've always believed that too. Like, I've never like had, even as a child, even as a kid, like I always saw Valentine's Day as a way for me to like, you know, tell all the people how much I care about them, right? Which is a nice. I would do way. the little cards, sure. Yeah, yeah. Do the little cards and everything. You know, thanks for being a friend. You know, or or you know, and all that other stuff. Thanks for being there for me. You know that that means a lot. And you know what? It's pretty cool to do that, right? Yeah. Even if it's not a holiday. Yeah, but yeah. around the holiday, it makes it even more special because that just means you're thinking about them, right? Right. Which is a, which is a nice take on the holiday. Yeah. Now, for me personally, if someone gets me a card for Valentine's Day, I'm done. Like. You know what? You got me. Thank you so much. You know, this this means a lot to me. That means a lot to me because, like, it's just like getting a handwritten letter, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Oh, like, yeah. somebody sat there and took time to put, like, thoughts, you know, thoughts and feelings to paper and sending it out into the world. I think that means more than them just like, yeah, I went out and I got this, you know, $200 bouquet of roses that's going to last seven days. Mm. Yeah, and I'm always against the flower thing, anyways. Just in general, I just, I just, yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's it's now, a waste. Now, if you're with somebody and that's their thing, oh sure, and they tell you the the the, the, the my main enjoyment in life is for on Valentine's Day for the person I'm with to give me like red roses at my job with a teddy bear holding onto it, and you do that. Yeah, all right, fine. That just means you're listening, right? Sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? Which, and again, yeah. which is fine if that's your thing. I mean, I've been there and done that. You know, I've had that experience, and that's fine. But it's at the end of the day a situation where it depends on who you're with and what they're like and what they really exactly. want. Um, hey, and I've had and I've had Valentines where I give I give them exactly what they wanted, and it's totally not appreciated. 
Yeah. So there's the other side of it. It's like, well, can't you do something more original? I was like, oh, come on. It's like, like here you go. Here's some flowers. Oh, thanks. And then like other people are like, well, maybe you could give them a hug or something or show them you liked it. You know, it's, yeah, like, it's like, what the hell? Like, and then and then it's like, wow, you know, Valentine's Day has that effect. It has the that 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 side of like. And I think we were jaded by movies of the eighties, right? Oh God! Well, we move, there every Valentine's Day these movies come out like that. Don't don't be don't be. No, the eighties did it. No, it's every century has its own version of these <laughs> over the top. You know the 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 message in the bottles. The 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 sappy loner yeah, guy wins the heart uh, of the for, of his dream girl yeah. on Valentine's Day. It ruins like, it for all of us. Yeah, and and we realize, yeah, that's not going to happen. The, the the beautiful girl is definitely not siding for the homemade uh, laser light show that, that you know, Poindexter made for her. No. Uh, no. Nah, no. Nah. She's going with the, this guy, you know, just allowed me to spend the night in Tiffany's and uh, pick out whatever I wanted. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I'm hot enough to get that. Hopefully not. Yeah. But, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> 90%, right? Uh, but not to sound <laughs> completely jaded about Valentine's Day. Again, I like but I am uh, you are a little jaded, which is fine. I am jaded. Uh, you are okay. you are, it's okay. But I do right. like I, I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend my Valentine's Day yeah. watching the Empire Strikes Back on repeat. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. Well there there's your plans. I'm taking uh we're doing a family dinner on Valentine's Day with my with the with the missus and the family for her birthday. I believe we're ordering Chinese in though. So we're not actually going out out. So we're going to order Chinese. We're going to bring it in. And then Saturday, because my grandmother's birthday is the 17th, we're going to go out and have dinner with her. I'm hopefully going to grab the kids and we're going to do a nice dinner, probably just something simple and easy because she's still not, you know. So it's, it's, it's going to be something simple and easy, but something nice and quiet. And that's it. That's nice. And done. You know, but it's also again, it's birthday. It's it's not just Valentine's Day, but yeah, we sit, we did our Valentine's Day thing a week ahead of time because we were not going to deal with it otherwise. And we went out to you know an expensive dinner, and that was it. That's all we care about. We don't. We're not going to get each other tons of gifts. We're gonna we're gonna go on Saturday or Sunday after Valentine's Day. We're gonna go to Walmart and pick up a, a dollar or two, like five or ten dollars worth of chocolates when they're all on clearance, and we'll be good. Oh, let me tell you about going out on Valentine's Day. Let me tell you my experience. What permanently cured me of like going to take somebody out on Valentine's Day, I was in a relationship for a few years, and this happened on back-to-back years. The first year, it was I basically surprised her with a dinner at a very expensive restaurant, and of course, at the end of it, I gave her like a bracelet. Nice. Very nice. Very nice, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how insane it was. It was I had to make the reservations a month in advance. Oh, Jesus. Dinner dinner was like a couple hundred bucks. I want to say it was closer to three hundred dollars for just Lord. dinner. Wow. The present itself was around three hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. Fast forward a year. Okay. And I'm going through the same thing, right? I'm going through this hassle of securing, like, the perfect time to have, like, the dinner. And I also got, like, a necklace this time that matched the bracelet. And I'm like, okay, I got all that. I'll have everything ready in time for Valentine's Day. Plus, I'm going to get some roses and everything. And 
it was like the evening went well. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. And then about a week later, somebody had asked, oh, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Oh, the same thing we did the year before. We went out to dinner, um, exchanged some gifts, and just went home. Like, oh, okay. Done. Since then, I'm like completely overrated. Now, if you want to go out and, and like, you know, have a nice dinner because you want to spend time with your special someone, don't wait till Valentine's Day to do it. Do that on like some other day and like surprise on them. I think those co- go a lot further than uh, we did the same thing like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You, you definitely. You definitely. Yeah. It, it, it and it's a challenge because you've got to keep, you know, finding new exciting things and different things. It's like, oh my god! At some point, you're gonna have to say, whoa. You know, and just whoa. Okay, we need to we need to talk about this a little bit. But yeah, it, it's it, it gets to be a lot. And again, it goes back to ironically expense. How much are you gonna spend yeah. on it for what? You know, so so definitely some things to consider. And and I will definitely say to people out there, you know, if you guys have those horror stories or those great Valentine's Day stories, let us know because if you email us uh, at tunersjoke at gmail dot com. You know, we can definitely talk about your stories on air if you want to bring them up, and we'll talk about the post-Valentine's Day horrors uh, of how oh, our Valentine's Day actually went next week, um, you oh, know, yeah. so that we can have the post thing. And we'll talk more next week also about some of the movies that might be coming out, and maybe we'll actually get a chance to go see Harley Quinn in some version and, and really put a, a kibosh on It's Awesome. But we'll see. Wow. <laughs> wow. And see. There's so many bad things in that <sighs> statement. Oh, I know. It's it's sad to have to say all of them. You know what I'm saying? Go, <sighs> go figure world. Yeah. You guys are actually saying that the Suicide Squad that came out a few years back is actually better than this movie. And it was, and you guys hated that movie. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy what people say when they, when they look back in retrospect. You know, and Phantom Menace was good. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said the same thing about this last Star Wars movie. Yeah. Woo. Oh, God. Woo. The salt will flow. I will talk definitely Woo. more about that next time. But, yes. We want to continue to have the love feeling for nerds and those you hold dear for this Valentine's Day. Feel the love and Ernie to make sure everybody has the right amount of love in their day, if you will, please. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you and love you more next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.